0: If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321. Give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast.
1: My name is Leslie Garcia. I'm the operations pastor here at Humanity Church. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here with us. If you're watching online, welcome. We're glad you're here. I'm just going to jump right in today because I think we all know what we're about. First, we've been doing this for so long. So, dear 2022, you're stuck. I'm guessing that we all know someone or maybe you are someone that's just stuck in some area of your life right now. Um, Recently, it seems to me that there's a lot of people that are stuck in anxiety, depression, panic, fear, finances, addiction, unemployment, I th- you could, the list goes on and on, right? Um, when my kids were little, like maybe eight and five, I started um, having really bad panic attacks. Um, like, I had them at night, in the middle of the night I would wake up with them, I had them in the daytime, I had them while I was driving. I had them all the time. And one particular day was Halloween and I had driven my kids to a class, dropped them off, ran home to cram in some cleaning so I could be like, I'm a good wife. Um, And then I jumped in the car to go get them. And on the way back to get them, it just hit me as I was driving. And I was terrified. Uh, My heart was beating out of my chest. I couldn't breathe. Uh, I was like, I cannot safely drive this vehicle. So I get off the road, and I called my husband to save me. Uh, hey, Juan, it's Leslie. Uh, hey, babe, I'm stuck in the Seattle airport. Oh, you're useless to me. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And he's like, call 911. And I was like, oh, I'm 100% not calling 911. <laughs> because what if, it's, what if it's not a heart attack? Then I'm just crazy. And so he just like hangs up on me and he calls my sister and he's like, call 911. She's in this parking lot and go get my children. So my sister does all that, Um, she gets my kids, the paramedics come get me, they take me to the hospital where they stick something in my arm. They didn't even tell me, I don't know what was pumping through my veins. But it settled me down, and they sent me home. So when I got home, it was Halloween. So I made dinner for my sister, her kids, and everybody else. Uh, We went trick-or-treating, we did all the things you do on Halloween. And I just ignored what had happened earlier that day. I just went on, hunker down, forward. That's what I'm gonna do. But I'm sure you can imagine uh, that that was not very successful. Um, But have you ever done that? Like something major is going wrong in your life, in your body, in your mind, and you're just like, I'm just gonna hunker down and press on. I'm just gonna move forward because that's all I know how to do. Or maybe you just shut down. Some of us just shut down. But at that time, I really thought this was a me thing. Like, nobody can understand it, Um, it's not affecting anyone but me, that's comical, Um, and I just need to put my head down and move on. Um, I was honestly scared most of the time. Most of the time, I was terrified. Um, I didn't understand what was happening in my body, um, and I didn't take a minute to evaluate it. But maybe some of you are stuck in something right now. Maybe it's something that you think no one will understand. Or maybe you think, no one can relate to it, or really, it doesn't affect anyone, so what difference does it make? Or maybe you think, no one can help me, or no one will help me. I mean, maybe, maybe for you it's anxiety, like it was for me. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a thought that you just keep having, or a pattern that you're stuck in, or maybe it's a, just a bad relation, a bad pattern with another person that you cannot get out of, like you're stuck in this cycle with another person. I do think it's important to acknowledge that when we're in these areas that it's not just us, right? It's not just an us thing, and it's not just this culture, actually. Um, if you look back through the Bible, there, this is part of the human experience. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And if you look back through the Bible, some of the biggest names in the Bible struggled. I'm just going to name a few. David. Um, He wrote many of the Psalms, and he says in Psalm 139, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. This is one of my favorite ones from David. Um, In Psalm 6, it says, I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. And then there's Paul. In, in a letter to the Corinthians, he told them um, that he's been given a thorn in his flesh to torment him. He's just like, not even, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. It's so bad, it torments me all the time. In Philippians, he tells them, I'm going to send someone to you so that I can be less anxious. But I think Jesus probably experienced anxiety uh, worse than any of us. Uh, in, in Luke 22:44 it says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. I'm gonna tell you, I had anxiety, but I would have died. It, I mean, if, sw- if my blood was, like sweat was falling like blood to the ground, dude, I would be out. But can you imagine that? That's insane. Anxiety, depression, overwhelm, addiction, all the other things that get us stuck, They've been part of the human story since there was a story to tell. They're not new to us. But what the scriptures tell us, though, is that we were never meant to camp out. We were not meant to get stuck there. We were not created to camp out in anxiety or panic or fear or addiction or any of the other things that get us stuck. Um, there's this really popular psalm. I would, I'm going to just bet that even if you're not connected to Jesus or you don't read your Bible much, you know this psalm. It starts, the Lord is my shepherd. You guys familiar with that one? Well, I'm not going to tell you the part you know. So in, in verse four, this is one I think that I always overlooked, and I, didn't, I just like the good part of this psalm. But in, in four, it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I did used to read over this part because the rest of the psalm is actually lovely. But this part of the psalm for me now is super comforting because if you really look at it, it gives really good clues about what we're supposed to do when we're in the valley. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. So here's a clue, you are going to walk through a valley. It doesn't say, if you walk through a valley, some people walk through a valley, even though you will. You are absolutely, you're not unique, I'm sorry. It says, I will fear no evil. It doesn't say, sometimes in the valley there's evil. Some people, you know, who aren't close to me get some evil. Dude, you're gonna find evil. I'm sorry, did I call you all dude? That's so rude. You will all, you're gonna, when you're in the valley, there is evil. It is there. But this next part you guys, it says, for you are with me. That's a promise. It's a promise. Even though, the song we sang today, even though I don't see it, even though I don't know it, you are with me. It is a promise. When you're in the valley, you are not alone. And then it goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. A rod and the staff is what a shepherd would use to keep his sheep in line and to protect them, like keep off evil, wolves, things like that. So there is a rod and a staff in the valley with you. It's there for guidance, because you're going to need guidance. It's there for protection, because you're going to need protection. But it's also there for comfort and care. Like the shepherd would use the um, use it to count his sheep to make sure they're all there. It's there for your, your comfort also. And it seems to me that in 2022, um, it is inviting us maybe even enticing us to get stuck in the valley. And it seems to me that we're being encouraged to believe that it's permanent, that your valley is permanent. Um, But it's not who we are, it's not our identity, but I think our culture wants us to think it is. But whatever that valley is for you of any of the things I listed or something completely different, it wants you to feel afraid and it wants you to feel alone and defeated to feel like somehow you created it. You created the valley and it's unique to you and that you're in it because of some malfunction in you. The culture is trying to convince us that we're deficient in some way and to feel that there's no hope, no way out, no comfort, no provision, no one understands, no protection. When I was in that season of my life, um, I really thought I was gonna die. And I don't mean like, oh, I thought I was going to die. Like, for real, I often thought, this is it. I'm dying today. This is how I go. In bed with 150 heartbreak. That's how I go. Um, I felt alone all the time. I was afraid to sleep. I was afraid to drive. I thought I was a bother to everyone around me, because I was calling people, can you take me here? Can you go get my kids? Can you save me? So I felt like I was not a burden to people. Um, and I also felt like there was no answers, no end in sight. I had no idea how to get out of it. When I look back, I can tell you that that wasn't true. My thoughts lied to me. They lied to me. And I want to say that just because you think something does not make it true. It just doesn't. In hindsight, I can, like, as I look back, I can see all the ways that God was in the valley. I can see all of them. Um, A few weeks ago, uh, we were at group and someone had this word for the group. She said, um, the fruit doesn't grow on the mountaintop. It grows in the valley. And I was like, oh, yes, it does. It does. I'm like, you're so smart. And this person is so smart, by the way. Um, But I love that. But as an example, I want to share with you some of the fruit that grew in my valley just to get your mind working on what some of that fruit can be. I got the knowledge that there's a lot of people that care about me and that will show up for me. Um, I, I learned that I cannot do everything myself. That's a shock, that's a shock, people. I don't even want to tell you. That's like, I don't know. But um, I learned that I had protection and care in the form of a doctor and a cardiologist who said, no, your heart will continue to beat. It will. Um, it's gonna be fast sometimes. <laughs> I had guidance. I had to learn how to breathe. That seems ridiculous. I had to learn how to eat and what to eat. I had to learn what to drink and what not to drink. I needed to learn things at a pretty old age that seemed simple and that I should have known. It took me a long time, honestly, to walk through that valley. It was, I wanna say years, but honestly, I <laughs> blocked out the time frame. Um, and it took a lot of people to convince me that I actually could walk out, where I could get to the place. You know the place in the valley where it slopes up, where you start to see like there's a top that you can get out? That took me a long time. But over time, I did learn to control my thoughts and my body, and I learned that, that through the provision that God brought to the valley. He didn't bring it when I wasn't in the valley, and I did not learn it by myself. I didn't learn it you know, like I said, after I was out of the valley. And so God is even in the valley, even if we don't see it, even if we don't know it, and even if we don't believe it. You don't actually have to believe it. He's there, he protects and he guides and he comforts. But here's, the, here's maybe the bad news, I don't know. You have to participate. You have to show up. You have to ask for help and then you have to take the help. Yeah, you know what I mean? You have to invite God into the valley. I mean, he's there, but talk to him. And you have to do the moving. People will come alongside you, but you gotta walk, brother. You, the valley requires walking and moving and help. That's what it needs. That's how you get out. Um, recently, I had this situation where I was at a total loss. I honestly, I'm gonna tell you, I felt like, a, I'm a, I like to control things in case you don't know me, Uh, I felt like a caged animal, and I was like, get me out of here. I want to take some heads. People are going to roll. But um, I was running down this list of people like, who could I call? Who could I call that would save me? Um, And God just brought a person to mind. And here's a shocker, right? The exact right person. I called this person, and they were everything I needed them to be. And in, in this moment, I'm so grateful that I had a list of people to go down. Like, this is what community's about. Had I not had community, I wouldn't have had a list to look at. But this person, one phone call, I mean, I still had a little work to do, but one phone call talked me off a ledge. And I'm so grateful that God brought that person to me. And, and I'm grateful that, honestly, that this valley was way shorter than the ones I've been in before, because I've been in some long valleys. Um, so this is what I want to say to 2022. 2022, 2022, you were not created to get stuck in the Valley. You were created for so much more, so much more. But this morning, I wanna leave you with a glimpse of what is on the other side of the Valley, okay? The place you're headed to, the place you're moving to, the place that's waiting for you when you get unstuck. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. So, This morning, um, I'm going to ask you to get in groups of two or three, and they're going to put questions up on the board for you. And I just want you to go over these questions. Um, If you're currently not in a valley, I want you to recall a valley that you've been in, because maybe you will be provision for the person you're speaking to today.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com